Hello and welcome to your Wednesday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, November 9th. The fact that we had like 90 plays, at the end of the 90 plays, he's running around like it was play three. You know what I mean? And and still being able to throw the football and control the huddle and do all the things you're supposed to do. Um, and, and then he's not known, he didn't come out uh, being known as a running quarterback that was, that's fast and all that, but he's fast enough. And he just knows, he kind of knows when to do it. So um, it, it was, I, I saw all the coaches go up to him afterwards. You talk about that, Adam. I, I saw all the coaches go up to him after the long run and and, um, and that whole, that series there with the two point play and all and congratulate and, and say, man, that was an unbelievable uh, display right there. And so I, I think that's, um, yes, I, I, that was one of those moments. He's an amazing guy that way. The Chiefs are now tied with the Buffalo Bills at six and two on the regular season atop the AFC. Now, if the season ended today, Buffalo would still claim that number one seed in the AFC playoffs. They did win against the Chiefs back in week six, but the Chiefs pulling off this overtime victory over the Titans on Sunday due to, you know, Patrick Mahomes transforming into this super cyan, that could play a huge role in the AFC playoff seeding. If Tennessee had pulled off the upset against the Chiefs, it would have been a much tougher task to overcome that earlier loss to the Bills. But with the win over the Titans, the Chiefs can control their own destiny by going win for win with the Bills while hoping Buffalo gets upset somewhere down the line. So the door is slightly opening for Kansas City to claim that lone AFC playoff by spot. Now, there's still plenty of regular season for all this to dramatically change, but at the moment, KC is playing as well as any team in the NFL offensively. Mahomes is right back to the MVP conversation, and the Chiefs are improving each week on the defensive side of the ball. They'll look to keep the momentum going against another AFC opponent this week in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also, a quick note on the Chiefs' schedule, Kansas City's Week 11 contest against the division rival Los Angeles Chargers, originally scheduled for 325 Arrowhead time, was flexed to Sunday night football. So Chiefs fans get one new game this week before heading right back to the bright lights of Sunday night. I think the guy opposite Kels is an important part of this offense. So when, when Sammy was here, that was important. You saw Pringle kind of work into that. It, it's hard to explain exactly why without giving all the things away, but they just having that balance there is important. And, and Juju fits into that well. He's got a great feel for space. You know, fast enough where he can still do your down the field stuff. His change of direction is good. All those things, you know. So you get a similar element uh, opposite Kels. And again, that balance is, is important for us. Kansas City has hardly taken a step back offensively this season as they currently sit at the top and near it in almost every single category. A large part of their success has really unfolded over the last several weeks as wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster has definitely locked himself in as the team's number two option behind tight end Travis Kelsey. With three straight big performances from Juju, he's well on his way to hitting a total of $4.5 million in incentives for 60 catches, 900 yards, and 65% playing time. Through eight games, he already sits at 44 receptions and 582 yards. With a pretty thin free agent wide receiver market next offseason, Juju could be playing himself into a big payday this offseason. We'll have to wait and see if it's from the Chiefs or if they do let him hit 
the open market. Yeah, so well, I liked, I liked uh, the option route that he ran. Gave you a little taste of his quickness and ability to get open. I, I liked some of his blocks, Herbie, were unbelievable. I mean, that's not what we what we uh, brought him here for, but it's uh, he, he's a tough, tough kid. So, and he did it against defensive ends, and that's uh, you know good defensive ends. So, uh, but he'll keep working in. He he just hadn't played much, and so Herbie, we, we had him on a kind of a number count, snap count. Only had a few things in for him. You know, we'll we'll keep working him in. I thought last week getting those practices in, uh, where he had to practice the full practice and practice fast and get to know Pat and. And what we do there, get to know terminology, I thought was important for him. Then you can start building on some things, too. One wrinkle that could stand in the way of Juju returning to KC after this season is the newly acquired wide receiver in Kadarius Toney. At this point, you are well aware of the fact that Toney is a former first-round pick who's only in his second NFL season. He's an affordable option that the Chiefs are hoping to unlock after an early start to his career that has been riddled. With injuries. Tony wasn't heavily involved in the Chiefs game plan on Sunday night, but he's expected to have a role in this offense moving forward. We did get a small glimpse of that shiftiness that he can provide when up to speed with the Chiefs offense. Well, first of all, those, those two defensive tackles, that might have been part of it. The, those two guys uh, are, are pretty strong jokers. We've been playing like the number one defenses here for the last few few weeks, it seems like. And, you know, they're, they're giving us their best shot. And we can do a little bit better up front. We can do a little bit, be more patient at the running back position. And as coaches, we can always dial up different things, you know, and, and try to figure something out that might fit a little bit better. So we're, those are all the things that we care and that we kind of get in and we analyze and, and work with. But, you know, what didn't work there worked in the past game. So. Now, the one part of the Chiefs offense that continues to struggle is the run game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire opened the season as the starter and showed some flashes of production early on, but he's now taken a back seat to rookie Isaiah Pacheco and veteran Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon's snaps have held strong for most of the season, but it's the rookie in Pacheco who's seen an increase in playing time. McKinnon still seems to be the Chiefs' most reliable overall running back, and it's highlighted by him being in on the key moments of each game each week. The Chiefs clearly hope they have something in Pacheco, and it looks like the writing might be on the wall right now for Clyde. Now, an overall rushing performance on Sunday night, where all three backs combined for 14 total yards, could leave the door open for one of these guys to claim more snaps moving forward. At the moment, none of the Chiefs' running backs have really set them apart in this offense. Well, yeah, I mean, they look they look organized and and uh, they uh, have good energy. They, there's a certain when you watch enough tape, there's a certain trust that you can see through the players to the coaches indirectly. So but you see that what's being called, how fast they play, their body language, all that. So I think both sides of the ball, there, there's a tremendous amount of trust, special teams, there's a trust. And and this is just year one, so they they, um, they don't give up. I mean, you, you saw that yesterday. I mean, they they're going to keep coming. They were down what seventeen at, at one point or ten at one point, and they came back and and won the game. So they've got some grit to them. The last time Andy Reid took on his former offensive coordinator Doug Peterson was back in 2017. Peterson was in his second season with the Eagles and the Chiefs were in their final season of Alex Smith. The Chiefs won that game, but Philadelphia would go on to win the Super Bowl that season. A lot has changed since 2017, but we'd expect the former Chiefs coordinator to try and give the defense plenty of problems at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. Despite 
the record, Jacksonville has dramatically improved overall as a team from last season's Urban Meyer disaster. We know that Andy likes to compete against his former staffers, so we should be in for a good Sunday at Arrowhead. And with that, that's it for the Arrowhead Drive for Wednesday, November 9th. If you have enjoyed the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Coming up later today, it's the Great British Chief Show taking our first deep dive on those Jaguars. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll catch you on Red Friday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.